on page Reish Yud Ches Reya. Get ready for Lag Bomer. The Rebbe here is talking about about Shira, about song. It's continuing. It's hard. It's very very hard. This is Ois Hey on page Reish Yud Ches. Umeata Guf Nefesh Ruach and Neshama Shalisha Yisrael Hemkelim Lesgalus Nishmas Lesgalus Eilah. So we've been learning that the Nefesh Ruach and the Neshama of Yisrael of Yid Akelim are vessels Lesgalus Nishmas Lesgalus Eilah. Thank you. Are vessels by means through which the nishmas that Kivyochal Hashem's neshama is revealed in this world. This is what we were learning last week. That we have we have eyes to which that have a, that the kachari is revealed through the through the nefesh, through those kalim that we call that we have that are called eyes and so on. And Kivyochal Hashem's neshama is revealed through nishmas itself, is revealed through the nefesh ruach neshama of a Jew in this world. Because it's through it's through Klai Yisrael that Hashem's rots and Hashem's will and Hashem's being is revealed in this world. And therefore, in Ish Yisrael, a Jew, when he's serving Hashem, in the Kayach who Ivade. But the Rebbe is saying that really there's a tonight, there's a condition that the avoid of a Jew has to be bekayach. It has to be, with, it has to be with the best of his efforts. He has to put in, he has to put in a lot of kayach into his avoid. In order that he is able to be to draw out the kaiches of his of his of his guf of his nefesh ruach neshama that he he works to be mighty the kaiach that he has within himself umala and in doing so he lifts he lifts up these kaiches and, and he joins them it he joins them to kadosh baruch only it's with this is chabrus. In other words, if you were what the Rebbe, I think the Rebbe is saying is like this: is that if in our learning it, if our davening it, our mitzvahs, it's lethargic, it's half-hearted, it's not really with with kayach. That means it's not acting as a hisgalus of Hashem's neshama. In order for that equation to take place. In order for the infinite light of Hashem to flow through us in everything that we do, and everything that we say, in our, in, in our actions, in our words, in order for that to happen, we have to reach, we have to reach back into ourselves, and we have to use a koyach. It has to be bekoyach, because only in that bekoyach is there his galus of the infinite light of Hashem. If not, then it's just a human. It's just all you're all you're doing is that you're 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 just tapping into something which is barely human. But to tap into something which is divine, which is which is beyond this world, a person has to push himself to the limits. In other words, when you push yourself to the limits within yourself. The same way, that, I, mean, I mean, not the same way, but even physically, that if a person, that if a person under normal circumstances, he uses a certain type of energy that he has in order to function, in order to walk, in order to, 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 to even to even to, to run for something. But if a person, if a person is in a massive situation where 
what's required of him is to go beyond his normal use of energy. If Chas is in some dangerous situation and he has to get out of it, so then there, then there's this hormone that the body releases that's called adrenaline. And when, that, the, that emotional stress, that, that great emotional need, will cause it to be the release of something within him, even on a physical level, which is which is beyond his normal physical character. So he can do certain things. He can run a certain way. He'll be able to, to open something that he normally couldn't open because, he is, because he's, he's getting a signal in his brain that if you don't do this, you're in big trouble. And, and therefore, he, he, he somehow is able to, to connect to who, to who he really is in terms of his physical kaychus. He's been going 30, 40 years and never knew he had his physical kaychus. He never knew that he even has this kaych. Now, in this situation, because God forbid something happened, all of a sudden he discovers in, in himself these physical kaychus. So then, thank God, he gets out of this whole thing, he's fine, and then he, and then he figures that, you know, all right, tomorrow he's going to be Superman also. On a regular day, it doesn't work like that. He doesn't, he doesn't feel the need. And even though he would like to have that kind of strength, he would like to be able to run that way the next day. He can't. Because because he's not tapping into that kayak that's within him. Unless he gets that signal that he's got to reach into that place. Because, you know, a couple of rough-looking guys are chasing him. Or something like that. But he, otherwise he's not reaching into that place within himself. He's not getting to that place. So, lahavdul, lahavdul. Hashem's Baruch, there's a chelik elokah mimal, there's a portion of Hashem's Baruch, there's a spark of the, of the or einsof inside each and every one of us. We were using the marshal of the energy plant all of this time, and that's something which is there. But in order for you or I to be able to make that connection, in order that the, the, wire should, the wires should connect, and we should be able to tap into that current that would give us that an unbelievable surge, an unbelievable surge of not, of not physical energy, although it affects that also, because in order to get that surge of, of what? Of unbelievable simcha that leads to tefillah, that leads to shira. We have to invest our kaychas. We have to invest our kaychas. Sometimes it works a little bit like adrenaline, only when a person is really afraid. Only when someone's really afraid. But it doesn't have to be like that. It could come from a tremendous simcha. It could come from a tremendous uh, hour of learning Basmada. <clears throat> if any one of us would try to do that, to learn for an hour straight without any distractions without, uh, when I say distractions I don't mean cell phones, I mean even inside one's brain, not to for an, an hour of learning, an hour mamish, without any without any pause, without any interruption in one's mind, just an hour straight of learning, to call out loud with excitement that's tapping into that's tapping into that place inside of oneself, and then one feels a connection to. Then there could be that connection, his chabras, to that higher light, to the energy plant, and then all the lights start to go on. The person is connecting to the infinite light of Hashem, and there could be an unbelievable, unbelievable his galus, the revelation of nishma Hashem in your life. But if a person's avoda is half-hearted, so then his then his his um. His Torah and his mitzvahs are lifeless, and and he's wondering how come I don't understand. I, I, I've been learning this whole mimer uh, from the from the Talmidim, and the whole mimer he tells me that I'm Amish a cleef elokus. I'm a Jew is a cleef. Hashem's box infinite light. I don't feel anything going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't feel certainly there's nothing infinite, barely finite. Uh, I, I don't have any kayak in, in my in my in my avayd. I don't have any hisgalas. I don't feel any presence of Hashem. My songs, my my zmiras, my shiras don't have any any emotion to them. 
So the Rebbe is saying here that that it has to be it has to be an avoda where you might see the kaiches your own kaiches as far as the infinite light of Hashem and the infinite kaiches of Hashem when you might see your kaiches that's when you that's when you touch that part that is beyond you. That's when you're. That's when you're connecting to the wire. So you have to push yourself. You push yourself to the limit. Hashem's that wire is waiting inside. You push yourself to the limit to that chelik elakamimal. That's all God expects of each person. What we're able to do, and then and then the the wire touches, and then and then there's that something which, that, that takes place, which is totally beyond any of the characters that you have in your understanding of Torah, in your ability to daven, in your ability to do mitzvahs. <coughs> that's what he says. Ozbis charbus azayis er alyun mislabish from if, if, if you're just doing things, four lines up from the bottom, if you're just doing terimit, but 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 it's not something which is, causes you to become weary. In other words, it's not, it's not back-breaking, it's not hard work. You're not really investing much energy into your, into your learning, into your davening, into your mitzvahs. Then you're not lifting up and you're not making that connection to 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 the atzmis of our ain to the to the essence of Hashem. So as ain his galus then there's no revelation, there's no light. It's just waiting until the end of davening, until you can get out, or not going to davening at all, or just finishing things up, or you know, or maybe some sort of. We'll see in a little bit some sort of intellectual excitement because a person likes to think, so they learn they learn a, you know a little bit and something gets interesting, so you know they're excited by the thought. It's an interesting thought, uh, but that that doesn't necessarily change your life. It doesn't have any effect on you. It's just an interesting thought, and if you have this 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 very good thought, and you have this good morning of learning or this interesting shia that you go to, and you had you had some Osiris and yisaichel. You can go back to being the same person. You could do. The, you could do the even even mishas ma'ase. Even mishas ma'ase. If chasshon, a girl would walk by in the back of the room. Everybody would look up. It's just an intellectual thing. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean any kind of a, his galus inside of yourself. Any kind of a revelation of elokus. It's just. A, it's, it's interesting. So, <coughs> but as ain't his galus for There's no his galus. There's 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 no revelation. There's no there's there's no or. The other day, when I, the other day, I was talking someplace, and afterwards there was a question and answer thing, and there was a, there's a, this is a, this was in Seattle, and there was a fellow there that, that, that he learns that Pizesnes Svarim, so he he I don't know why he asked it in such a way, but he said he asked me, could you Rabbi, could you in one word, could you summarize uh, the Pizesnes teachings? So I don't know what kind of, what, it was like you know it was like a sweepstakes. What, 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 what do I get if I win? I don't know if that was exactly in one word. I said I said that's I said that's a silly comment. You know, uh, in all due respect, what kind of things that in one word? But if there's one word that you ask me that 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 is that one word that that revolves around that heat that that, that is makif and that's mamale everything the pizes and swarm, it's this word this word his galus revelation his galus. There's no question about it. His galus that when you're learning that when you learn the Sramakadashan, when you learn the Sramakadashan it's not something that you're studying. It's a his galus, it's a revelation of Elokus. It's the whole avoid of a Jew we see in all of the Rabbi Swarm are his galus of one's nefesh, one's ruach neshama. How to reveal one's nefesh ruach neshama. His galus is the is 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 the is the Nakuda Pnimis of all of the Rabbi Swarm. Kiaim Tigala Ha'ayin. The Rabbi says Kaim Tigala Ha'ayin, as koyah hariyim mehanefesh. He says even when it comes to 
the kaychas haguf to our own physical kaychas. He says, will the eye have the ability to to be able to to um, to draw from that kaych that's inside each and every one of us in our nefesh? There's a kaych that we have that's called kaycharia, the ability to see. What the ability to see is not something that the eye itself. If you, if, you, if you take out, God forbid, you take out an eye, and you put the eye on the table, the eye doesn't see anything. Stam, an eye doesn't see anything. The eye is able to see because this physical, this funny little thing that's called the eye, it has a chabris. It's it's connected to a kayak that's inside a person. It's called kayakaria. So whatever that means with the brain. It's a kaycha nefesh. The nefesh is mislabish in the, in the body. And, the, and, there's, and there's one of the kaychas and nefesh is called the ability to see. And when that, when that physical thing, everything is okay, and, and the phys, that physical thing we call the eye is okay, so then when it connects to that kaycha which is a kaycha nefesh, kaycha then we have this thing that the person is able to see. Then this, then this little round thing called the eye does amazing things, is able to see. But a person can have that, 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 you can have that thing called an eye, but if it's not mischaber, if it doesn't connect to the kaycha nefesh, that's called seeing, it's nothing, it's just, it's sad. It's a, it's a person that can't see, but looks like he has an eye, and he should be able to see it, but his eye it doesn't work. So the Rebbe says, Will the eye be able to be megalus? The person saying, I don't understand. I have. I ha, how come? How come I have this thing and it's not working? And, and it looks like everybody else's eyes. So sadly, the answer is that even though you have the eye, the eye is not connecting. It's not mischabet to the to the kachariyeh. It doesn't have. Even though the physical thing called the eye might look like it's fine, but what's missing is this hischabris neurologically, whatever it is. This hischabris, this connection to what to that kach that's called kachariyeh. There's no hischabris. And because of the lack of this, his chabras, suddenly the person can't see. There's no his galus of seeing in his in his in his eye. So what about if you're thinking? What about if there's something that that if there's something that that that, that you're studying? Does that necessarily mean that there's a his chabras with a, with a, with, a, with, a, with that part of you that's called the seichel? Love dafka. Two people come in to take an exam. One guy, one guy t- gets back his paper. He's got a hundred. The other guy gets back his paper. He's got, he's got a ten. And the, and the other guy gets a ten. He says, "I don't understand. I'm taking the same course as you." I, 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 I let. So the guy says, "Well, th- did you study?" So no, I, I read, I read it last night. But did you study? That was, was there, was there a hamakasadas? So the difference is that the guy that got the hundred was sitting there the night before, whatever it was, and he was and he read it over and he was thinking and he wrote notes and he write and he chazed it over and he understood it. The other the other guy, the other guy he might have taken out a book and he was, you know, and he was looking at the book while he was watching a couple of T V shows and munching on some popcorn and going and taking a few phone calls and uh, and, and his mind and his mind was in a hundred other places, and there was no hamakas adas. He didn't. So, so what? So, so the, the fact that he's a balseichel, he could be a bigger balseichel than the guy that got a hundred, and he could be telling everybody his whole life. He could like be one of those kids that they that they always tell him that the parents teach things. Your kid's got a lot of, you know, your kid's very smart. He's got, he's really, you know, he's just got to make that effort. 
He's a brilliant, he's a brilliant kid. And you go around telling everybody, and you know, uh, each time you try to get him into a new yeshiva, you tell, you tell the, you know, my kid's brilliant. So the the, the, the principals, the manals, looking at this at this uh, criminal record, you know, and he says the kid's brilliant because he has he never passed one thing in his life. And he, he's brilliant. He's got his IQ is off the charts. You know, the, that's it's not worth anything in life. It's not worth anything in life except that everybody has bigger tininess. What's wrong with you? But as far as as far as being matzliach, you can have a guy that has half the IQ, but he but he but he does things with the eon and hamakas haseich. He, he taps into that koyach that he has, the koyach of understanding, and he uses the koyach. And when he when he makes that effort, so then his effort, the effort that this person has to understand the material that he has to study for the test, connects to what connects to that thing inside. It's called the koyach haseich. And then it's slabish in him, and he's able to and he's able to sit down and to take an exam. But if the person is if the person is not misyageya, if he's not making the effort and he's not pushing himself, so then what's the thing? So a tiny. How come my kaiyach wasn't misgala? I have the highest IQ in the whole class, and I got the lowest grades. Of course, the, you have a big seichel, but the kaiyach of your seichel wasn't misgala. It wasn't revealed to you. <laughs> Why? Because you didn't reach inside your seichel to touch the, to make the connection between the wire of your efforts and the wire of your essence. There's, there's effort and there's essence, and you have and if a person and, and what the Rebbe is saying is that the essence is revealed through a person's efforts. That's the Rebbe Shlomeda, the Bisarusa de Lasata, Talia Milsa. Everything depends upon the person's his iris. His iris. So now we see that the motion of, uh, of connecting to the electric plant is not so simple. It's not just turning on. It's not just turning on the uh, turning on a switch and then you connect to to, to Ken Edison or to Lilko, which is which is the motion that we use for the infinite light of Hashem. I guess it's more like riding a bicycle to get the electric current. Or doing something, we have to turn some old-fashioned. We have to turn a wheel very, very hard, and, it, and only after turning the wheel and working really, really, really hard, then the, then the sparks start to fly. And when the sparks start to fly, it connects to the to the shurish, and then you have maybe you have to generate the, the the electricity. It's not just that's part of the problem that nowadays you don't have to do anything to get any energy, you know, out of out of a, a, a light or out of a wall. You just flick on a switch. <clears throat> but for those of you who remember the Gilligan's Island, you know, where you had to go on a bicycle. That's my only source in science and <laughs> these things. Right? But you, you know, you had to ride a bicycle to get something going. So we understand that a person has to rub a couple of rocks together and has to work hard to get some sparks going to save them. But, but we're not used to that. And we don't want to have any yigiyas. And a person figures the same way that he walks into a room, if he wants to have a lichtige room, he wants to have a lit up. So that all he has to do is flick on a switch. So the same thing he figures, that if he wants to be a lichtige yid, he just has to sit down and sing, you know, kola olum kulo a couple of times, and that's it. And he's, and he's on fire. And he can't understand. I sang kola olum, kola olum kulo twice, the lights were out. It's the best, best uh, kumzitzer is playing the guitar, the best guy in the world. And and while I'm sitting at the kumzitz, I'm watching some girl walk by, and I'm more interested in the girl. I can stop in the middle of kolol and kulot. It's a it's a good thing the guy thinks it's a good thing I open my eyes once in a while to see what's going on. And he can't understand. Here I'm here I'm singing kolol and kulot. Ha'ikar lolo fachet klal. I'm getting into this whole megan. It's this could be big dimyanis in the person. It's just like he thought that the same way you turn on a switch, you just turn you just turn on your Yiddish kite by what by 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 singing a nigan. That's it. That's it. You sit by it comes. It's a little bit. You, you learn a cipher for a few minutes and you have a hisiris. <clears throat> so that's not to say chasam that is meaningless. We've already learned a lot to know that it's not nothing is meaningless. Any hisiris is is main 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 something. It's still something. But is it his galus of the infinite light of Hashem? Absolutely not. 
Bechlamav. It didn't come with it didn't come with the yigiyas haguf the yigiyas hanefesh ruach neshama that it should be able to reach into that part of you that's called or ain't safe and that the wire should connect and there should be his galus and unbelievable shtapchus hanefesh. I was reading in a, I was reading in a, a, a sefer last night about a, a certain talmud chacham a very chosh that uh, that they were talking about. He grew up in America and what was a turning point in his life? He said it was once uh, in, in, in Eretz Yisrael, he was in yeshiva, that by the biggest chametz, all of the guys left him. All the guys, I don't know how this happened, that all the guys just like disappeared from the dira before Pesach, and they didn't clean up. And he couldn't get in touch with them. It was before there were cell phones, and even if there were, they would, I'm sure they would have thrown them off, right? <laughs> so he, they just like left them high and dry, they went back to America. And he was staying there, and he had to, and he had to clean up a, a, a year's worth of guys, you know, in a deer in Yushalayim. It's, it's, it's a, it, it was very, very, very a big mess, a serious thing. And he was thinking of all kinds of coolers, you know, that the, it could be Samech and this, it could be Samech and that, and the Sof Kosov, and the Bittl, and the Zmechira, and he's not going to go to this place. And, and then at the last second he just said, he just said, forget it, what am I talking about? And he spent, he spent the, the whole day of B'dikas Hametz, that whole day, and avoid this Perech Mamish. He, he spent this whole day Killing himself with his dira, and he said after he finished, he had such an unbelievable hisayrus of ahavas Hashem, and they took him into the seder. And he said that for for twenty, thirty, whatever years, all the years later, that he had from this such a his his from that thing that it turned his life around to make certain decisions of how to learn and what to be, from what from cleaning, from a physical act of cleaning. But he did it. He did it instead of being samech and this and samech and that. He he put his he put his he was his kaiches haguf with the kaich nefesh. Even though it didn't require anything on the level of ruach and the shama, it wasn't anything intellectual. It wasn't it wasn't it was just it was scrubbing and cleaning. But it was such a yagiyas haguf that he said he felt that his galus of elokus. He felt a revelation of Hashem's bar inside of him, an energy that he had. He said because he didn't sleep the whole, the whole day he was working hard. And he had to work through the night, even after the chametz. It wasn't ready. He was working through the night to do it properly. And he said then he came, and then the next day, Erev Pesach, with all the things that were going on, he said he didn't have a chance to rest. He, would, he, he said, but by the Seder, he said he was completely awake and alive. He said he never felt so alive in his entire life. He felt so alive. So he, he felt there was, a, there was something that happened, something like turned over inside of him, something clicked, something connected. Which is very hard for us. <coughs> the whole Indian of, of Yigiya, we understand, we're not going to go into that, but the whole Indian of Yigiya, of working hard, and not just Pesach, but Chlal, you think it's just Pesach that a person wants to go away, not to have to clean, or, or to call in, like to have, you know, you go into stores that have advertised like cleaning crews for Pesach. Again, I'm sure that these are, maybe these are Bachman, that they should make money. And of course, there are older people, or people who are not well, or people that can't, I understand. But I'm saying, Stam, everybody would like to have, you know, if you come to Stam, there'd be, you know, uh, you know, a crew to put on film for you. Or they'd be like, if you could hire a crew to learn for you, they would do that too. And they, they, uh, they'd be, imagine if there'd be a, a sleekest crews. That you could, you could go, you look and you walk in the grocery and they have signs on the wall. Have you been feeling that the sleek, you know, sleek has been getting to you these last 20, 30 years? Have you had it? <clears throat> even, even those of you who, you know, do this 10 o'clock at night, you know, this uh, 10 o'clock at night cop out, you know, sleekest cop out thing. Have you had it? So fear not. We have some eager beaver bachram looking to make a couple of bucks. 
and they'll they'll do slichas, you know, twenty dollars a night of slichas. Every Hashanah fifty, right? <laughs> so a big valdig deal. Because you stay in bed. You don't have to have this thing like to even get up and go someplace at 10 o'clock at night and make this whole Naimah uh, that they never did in history until now. And you go you go 10 o'clock at night. You don't have to even go 10 o'clock at night. And you could pay a guy and he'll go, he'll go to have different rates. You know, you could pay a guy. If you have a guy go at night for you, it's very cheap. If you have a guy that goes nights, you know, whatever. Amura Shachah, there'll be all different kinds of rates. And you don't have to go to sleep. It's a big deal. So it's like a gear, a nefesh, a gear. What kind of, what kind of a, a, a gear that a person puts into his Yiddishkeit? So then, and then everybody's wondering, how come I don't have his sayers? How come I don't have his galus? Of course, if a person doesn't want to be me a gay himself when it comes to learning, and this is what I was talking about. That it's a wonderful thing that we have all these translations, and there are, there are people who never learned in yeshivas, and if there wouldn't be these translations, they wouldn't have a shaykes to Torah. And I and and when and and for those of you who remember, the translations were originally being produced for for those individuals who didn't have the ability for no for no fault of their own to learn this farm. But what happens now is that is that. <clears throat> if I have if, if I have the Gemara in English, and if I have this, then, then what am I crazy? Why should I have to try to figure out the Gemara if I could just? And then you know how it is. Then you sit down first. You, and I'm talking about a person that, that that learned in yeshiva. So first you sit down, you sit down with the regular Gemara, and you say, well, I'm only, you know, I learned in yeshiva. I'm only going to use the English if it's an emergency, right? Only in case of emergency. If there's like one, if there's like a crazy word. So it's good to have just in case. Just in case, and then so he starts off learning, you know, the Gemara inside, and then it, and then it gets to a point that his whole life is just filled with emergencies, because every single thing he's just looking at, because, he, because after a while, especially if he's on a if he's on a Dafiomi schedule, then what am I crazy? I, I have to finish the Daf, I have to go to work, I have to finish, I have to go to Chasna, I have to pick up my kids, I have to do this, I have to do that. Forget it. So then, so then he just starts at, at some point, he he forgets. He just occasionally he refers back to the Hebrew. But but he's sitting in the English, so what's wrong with that? If he understands the Gemara in the English, so what's the nafkimin? If he if he if he sees it inside the English, he sees it inside the Gemara. What's the nafkimin? Again, I'm not talking about a person who can't. That's that's obviously was created for for that person. But for a person who can, what's the problem? The problem is that it's not going to bring about his galus of inside of in his learning. It's not going to bring about a song. It's not going to bring about. Sh- it's not going to change. It's very hard that it should bring about that kind of his and that the learning should bring about that should bring to that connection with the Rabbi Shalom. Not that it doesn't mean. Of course, it's meaningful. I'm not saying you learn in any language. Of course, it's meaningful. But it's not the same thing as when you see a person that, that sits down, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying, and he, he sits with the Gemara, he learns that, he loses English for a while, but then he tries to learn inside the regular Gemara, and he uses, tries to look up a word occasionally, but he's really working working very hard. So then, so people always say, like, what's the point? Isn't the point to understand the Gemara? So why should I work so hard? Because he's missing the point. The point is not, in, the point is that the study of a page of Gemara, the study of blood of Gemara is not just, is not just a, an intellectual thing. It's, it's connecting to Hashem's Baruch. It's the Devar Hashem. It's his Chabas with the Ur Ein Baruch Hu. And if your and if your Gemara is just intellectual thing, look, Memelev is just intellectual. Maybe the guy's right. So what I have to bother with it? What I have to bother with the Hebrew and the Aramaic? And I'm sure they're going to have Tesis coming out in English, and they already have different things. That, so you know, you know, why bother? If all God wants me to do is to understand the Gemara, so the answer is that's not all God wants you to do. Maybe you heard that somewhere. Maybe someone told it to you that that's not really it. Torah is the greatest way, is the most powerful way of of being the gala or ainsev baruchu in your in your in your life and who you are and changing your life. And you could sit with all the translations with Rabbi Steinzel, some of the art scrolls and all the different things, and uh, and, and it's 
and it doesn't have the same unbelievable gishmak that a person has when he when he plows through a gemara himself, and he works it through, and he and he and he and he, and he has to perspire over it, and he has to struggle with it, and the excitement of finding out afterwards, if you worked hard, that that's that that was the that was the pshat, and you got the pshat right, and you and you understood the gemara, that that's a whole different way of learning. It's a whole different understanding of what limit Torah is about. The limit Torah is not just some, some, uh, you know, some exciting intellectual adventure, but it's it's his galus of Hashem. That's not only how you learn the chesedus from. That's how you learn every cipher. That's how that's how a person learns. So what's more important? So I would say that when it comes to learning halacha, certainly, certainly, you can't you can't uh, you have to be very very careful to make sure that you understand every single word that you're learning. Uh, you shouldn't make a mistake in, in what, you, what you're keeping halacha. But as far as learning the Gemara is concerned, I'm not so sure. No, I don't believe that necessarily that 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 you're on any kind of a schedule that you have to finish up certain things. That that uh, that, that the way that you read a Gemara is the way the Havdu you would read a newspaper and by reading it in English and just you know you don't remember it. And you don't have you didn't invest kaitis. Uh, you don't really have a Kenyan in that Gemara. But when a person is sitting and they're trying again, I'm not talking about someone who doesn't never didn't learn in yeshivas and has it. It's very hard to start when you're older. Even though even though it's, it's still possible and, 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 and it can be done but it, it takes tremendous amount of effort but the but the the the, um, the investment bears fruit and the returns are gewaldic, unbelievable returns but that's the only way to do it, it has to be and even when we and even in the yeshivas even when I, uh, even when a person is learning in Bikiyas, so they're trying to cover a lot of ground, a lot, a lot of material, that doesn't mean just to, that doesn't mean without without using your seichel. It doesn't mean just to, to read to read the Gemara. It means hamakas a seichel and hamakas a das, and to be and a person will be able to learn even 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 though he's going quickly, he'll be able to have a sharp understanding of the Gemara and he'll be able to cover a lot of ground. It doesn't mean stop reading in a reading a, you know having a contest and just reading in, in the pages in English and you know to be able to say that you made the seam that you that you or that you you know you finished the daf. It means that that's the, the Again, it's not chasson that it doesn't mean anything. It's a gewaldigit thing that a person is doing, you know, that he's sitting and trying to learn instead of wasting his time or doing something else. But 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 it doesn't bring to this his galus of of or einsayf. He says gamas hasviras shalmala pagim ishkazeb. But the Rebbe says there could even there could even be some damage. There could be a delusion and there could be a delusion and, and there could even be damage. He says what's that? He says that. What does it mean to be pagan? That somehow he's damaging the highest spheres. What does it mean that he's pagan in the spheres? That sounds scary. To be pagan, that he's pagan in the spheres, that he's causing some kind of damage in the highest spheres. What does that mean? To be pagan in the spheres. You see, here it's different than when it comes to when it comes to the body. I mean, oh, we could use the marshal. Actually, we could use the marshal a little bit, but it's different. You see. When it comes to, we understand that when it comes to, when it comes to the guy that's studying for his exam, and he doesn't really put in much effort into studying for the exam, even though he's a smart guy, he gets a failing paper. So the only, the only, you know, the only person that he's hurting, of course, is himself. He's hurting himself because he needed to pass the exam and to go on with his life. Okay, so he's hurting himself. He didn't get his intellectual adrenaline going because he didn't he didn't really push himself to the limit, right? So he, so he got messed up. So he has to repeat the course. It's a big pain in the neck and so on. But can you imagine? Could you imagine that? Let's say let's go back to the example that, that we were using about the adrenaline. So you know, it, 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 in that situation, 
in that situation, if a person is locked in someplace and he can't, and he's locked into a room and he's got to get out of the room, and and he and he's got to he's got to he's got to somehow muster up the strength to get through this door or through the, or get out this window or something, and in that situation, the guy is the guy is like you know, oh, maybe somebody will come get me, you know, somebody some get me maybe maybe the publishers of Art School will rescue me from this from this dangerous situation. So then, in the case of an emergency. If the guy's not gonna. The guy's not gonna push himself to the limit, and he doesn't have even that, that that thing inside of him that that unleashes this kayak that's called adrenaline, this hormone. He could die, God forbid. He could be. He could die. I was reading about. I was reading about this soldier. I was, uh, about the soldier. That, not the soldier. It was a guy that was driving a truck, but he could, they locked him. They, 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 they took him as a prisoner. Right. The other day. And he ran out. He found some, he, he found those guys, the Americans passing by. He saved his life. They probably would have killed him. That have those guys, the Iraqis, they probably would have killed him. So he got out in such a way. I was thinking, I wonder what I would. You know, I think about like if I was in that situation. So so, I don't know. I don't have like that. You know, because he, he didn't know. He thought that if he starts, if he makes a run for, they're going to they're going to shoot him. He didn't know there was, whether there was a guy there or not. That's what I understood from the article. He wasn't sure what he was doing, whether the shomer was there or not. He just like make a made a run for it. So, you know, the, that that takes a certain amount of you have to be you have to be scared. You have to it's a combination of being scared enough, about being desperate enough, about being heroic enough. It's a combination of all those things. I don't know if it's a heroic thing. It's a desperate thing, and in a desperate situation, a person a person has courage. He said that he was like chasing after the, the, this convoy of American uh, tanks or trucks. There were, and this guy was this guy was uh, hadn't been really. Uh, Eating too much, they, they weren't starving, but he hadn't been doing too well for a couple of for a couple of weeks, I think. Or, yeah, I think three weeks. So he was running after these trucks like a machine. He was running with he was, he was chasing down these trucks, and he and he and he, and he was able to to, to, to to rescue himself. He was able to save his life. But but if he would have just if he would have if he wouldn't have if he wouldn't have had that feeling of desperation, so then but he would have done such a thing. And some of the greatest things that have ever happened in history happened because of people who were desperate and out of desperation and and was and, and so we understand that in that situation that if a person doesn't tap into that part of himself, that energy, then he he's, he could destroy his life. It's not just a failing an exam; he could destroy his life. What the Rebbe is saying here is, of course, much, much more than that. For you and I, in our lives, there's a certain amount of elokus, of godliness. There's a certain amount of his galus, of the high of revelation of the spheres helianus, that you and I were given the ability to reveal in our lives. And that's our chilek, that's our portion that's our responsibility, our shlichus in this world, to reveal that light of Hashem through the spheres in this world. Each and every one of us was created and in, 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 with particular circumstances, given particular specific characters in order to bring about that, that his galus uh, uh, of the spheres, alayinus, of our ain't of baruch, we were given that karech. And that's why we were created. And if we don't do that, it's not it's not just that that we have in, we have in, in some way we have hurt ourselves. Although that's certainly true that we haven't fulfilled our shlichus and whatever happens to a person that doesn't do what he's supposed to do. That's not only it. That's not just it that I failed the exam. And, I, and it's not just that. It's that a person is poigam somehow in the sphere shalmala. That there's something that needed to be revealed and wasn't revealed. The same way that there are the shamas that are waiting to come into this world. And we have to be Isaac 
like, the, like it says in the Gemara, that a person that's not Isaac and Puravu, that a person is not trying to bring more children to the world, I mean, to, obviously it means to do the best you can do, but if a person is not Isaac and Puravu, then he's ruling the Tselem and the Devus, he's Chasashon being Pagim in the image of God. How could that be? Because Hashem Zbach wanted that there should be a revelation of Nishmas Yisrael, and of, and through what? Of his Nishama, through Nishmas Yisrael, that there should be hidden in the world. And there should be more Hezgalas of Elokost in the world. And a person is not Isaac in Puruvu, so then it's not Megal of that. And if a person is not Isaac in what? In Taramitsis, the way that he could be Isaac in Taramitsis, then he's Pagim in the spheres, because there's a whole Marach of Elokost with his name on it. There's a whole portion of godliness from creation of the world till, till his Nishama came into the world with his name on it. And this is chelik that's his shlichus. And if he's not fulfilling that, he's paigim, and he's paigim. God forbid, he's causing damage in, in, in the higher world. It's not just that he's that he's, you know, that he has to, you know, go to summer school. He, he's paigim. There's a pagan that's taking place. It's a, it's a frightening thing. So the Rebbe saying here is that is that a, a person's yigia, a person's hard work and avodas Hashem, is not like an, it's not something which is additional or extra. It's the it's 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 the shlichus in this world. It's not, it's not an extra thing. Of course, even halacha, the, a person's yotze. So a person goes into shul and he and he, and he has the minimal kavana by 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 kriyishma and by by the by shemaneser. Okay, we can say he's yotze the davening. But what the Rebbe is saying here is that even though he can be yotze the davening, it's still somehow pagan in the spheres. It's a it's a frightening thing. Why? Because he's not revealing them. You see, in this situation, it's not like the guy that doesn't study for the exam. The only person he's hurting is himself. Here, when a Jew is not being Megala, is not being Megala, Nishma Sashem in this world, it's not Pshat that he's just hurting himself. He's hurting, he's hurting. The Shechina Kedosh. He's hurting. He's hurting all of Knesset Yisrael. He's hurting the entire Jewish people. And the, and, and and the reason that and the reason that there's that there's a yid someplace right now, someplace right now, that that uh, that is sleeping in his yiddish guy is because someplace somebody right here is sleeping in his guy. Like I mentioned the other day, that that Rabbi Salant as Rabbi Rocha said, that to the Bachrim to the Bachrim where he was over there in Kozner, wherever he was that day, that uh, he said that. That if there's a Jew right now that's been Michal Shabbos in Berlin, it's because you're not putting your kaiches into your davening, into your learning here in, in, in Kavna. And if you'd be pouring your heart out in davening, and if you'd be pushing yourself to the limit in your learning, then there'd be some Jew someplace in Berlin that, that, would, that, would, that would be waking up and start to keep Shabbos. You're not just pregaming yourself if you're, if you're Yiddish kaiches without, without an effort. You're not just, you're not just pregaming yourself so you failed the exam. You're not just pregaming. You pay him all the elements, and you pay him in, in, in all of in the Shekhinah Kedoshah, which is in this world, which is which is clearly it's connected to Israel, that there are other Jews, and the Mashiach is not here, Mashiach hasn't come, and so on and so forth, and all of that, and all the pagamim that are happening to those neshamas that have an attachment to your neshama. But the frightening thing here is the Rebbe is not just talking about a, the Rebbe is not talking about a virus. Well, the virus we've heard that a million times. He's talking about half-hearted mitzvahs. Even that, on some level, is a pagan. Not talking about a virus. So a person comes to shul and he feels at least good. I didn't talk to anybody in shul today. Okay, Baruch Hashem, and that certainly was saved him from a terrible, terrible Indian. But, but still, the fact that his davening was without anything—that's 
there's, there's that Elokus that's been waiting in the wings to be revealed, and he hasn't revealed it. Besedi, he wasn't Ma'ira, God forbid, Klippus. He didn't give any energy to Klippus. The Chassam Sefer says that when you, that, that talking in Shul, even davening in the Shul where there's a lot of talking, all the Tefilis, he says, go to the Klippus. It's, it's a scary thing, the Chassam Sefer says in the Drushes. <coughs> that when a person, he, he's not only talking about that talking in Shul, he says, even davening in the Shul where there's a lot of talking, he says, you should know that in these Shuls, the Chassam Sefer said that the Tefilis go to the Klippus. They give more energy to the Sitra than they give to Elikus. Well, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? It's a pachat. And he's not, he's saying, it's a pachat. It's a person, uh, 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 and some surface says such a thing. It's not, you know, it's not to be taken lightly. Some surface learned by big people, and he was and he was the Ahmed Ha'ilam, he was the pillar of all the worlds. And he said such a lotion. That it's, it's, it's giving, it's, it's, it's giving character to the klipas, not to the Pamal Shamali. Shamala. And that's, a, that, that's even if a person standing in the shul where there's a lot of talking with his sitter in the back of the shul and he's trying to daven. He says that that place is... I don't know what that means. It's a pachad. And, and, <coughs> and... Because there's such an... The, the, there's such an unbelievable, unbelievable <coughs> expectation of Elokus to be revealed in a shul where you have, where you have Sifrei Torah and you have... That, that the Rabbanu Shalom was waiting to be revealed in that place. And it's supposed to be as galas of Elokus. Like the Maisa of Chaim Velozhna that, that, that he heard to crying in the middle of the night. It's all Maisa, I'm not going to go that way. I think I once told it to you. He heard unbelievable crying, unbelievable crying. And he, and he didn't know what it was, and it's a whole Maisa. There, there was supposed to be a shul in that place, and, the shul, and there was Nechra, there was a shul once there, and in and, and that place. And, the, and that he heard crying, it was the crying of, of, of the Shechina. Of a woman crying, what was it? Who was it? And then he, he had his galas that it was the Shechina Kadesh that was crying, that there was once a shul in this place. And the shul was destroyed. And then Chavalajna got, got people together and money to build over there. So what happens if you have a shul? Well, what happens if the shul costs like $10 million? And you got, you know, state, state of the art Balitzil and everything. You know, alarms, polished lobby, the works. The works. The Sefer, the Sefer Torah, the most beautiful Sefer You don't have to even lengthen them. They lay on their own. <laughs> you just open them up and start to go, Hey, let's hold this. No, yeah. You have to do anything. <coughs> and the, the Shechina Kedosh says, You didn't brought Sefer Torah into this place. They, they dive into here the first Marv. They put up, they put up my flag in this shul. That what? There's going to be a place. And from that moment, the Shechina Kedosh and we know that from the tzaddikim that when Jews decide to build a shul, obviously it means a shul that's going to be kept according to the halacha. It means that, the, that, the, that there was a, that there was sparks of elokus that had to be redeemed in a very strong way from the, in that place. And and that's why Jews, why they happen all of a sudden. You look around for shul. Why do you have to build a shul dafka in this place? That has that's these are big things. It's not stam real estate. These are big things. So Shechina Kedosh is mamish in that place, crying and screaming, and Jews come there. Instead, they're, instead they're standing around, they're standing around, one of the Chavim told me last week that he was davening someplace, and he says the Eidim standing around, people standing around chewing gum and shul. Chewing gum. So I, I never heard in my life such a thing. You've never seen anybody do that in a reformer conservative temple, I guarantee you. So everybody says, sure, because they're not Haimish. <laughs> And you think we can go with those answers after 120 and tell them the Bershom, hey, hey, we're Hamish, aren't we, you know? The Bershom's kidding. You know, Hamish. Come here. What kind of Hamish? 
of Hamish, it's 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 bizarre to the Shechina Kedosh. And because of that, in other places of the world, they're not building shuls. Because in your, if in your shul, you're, you're, you're joking around, you're carrying on, so that there are other places in the world where the shuls are not being built because of your, because of your misuse of the, shechin, of the presence of the shechin in your place. It's, it, it's a pachat. But we are, people like, prefer not to think of that. If someone asks you, you know, especially if there's some pressing thing to talk about, like, you know, did the Yankees win last night? So, you, know, you, you, walk, it's, you walk into a place and people are chewing gum in shul. It, 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 this is uh, I never I saw this growing up such a thing you know and I, I went to all different types of shuls I was to, to chew gum and shul I saw I saw once or twice you know in the, in the last few years that uh, someone will walk in with a, a gum or maybe a sucking candy I guess I don't know what it is in shul it's a it's a parchat it's a parchat you personally you have to ask you know the, everybody would you stand that way in front of a king would you be standing you know chewing gum what do you, what do we, we have to, we have to use such babyish svaras? It's the Shechina HaKadosh, his mom is crying in that place. The person has to think, these pagan and elokus. The bigger the expectation, <clears throat> I guess I might say from the tzaddikim, but, uh, but, but, uh, I want to go right now to the whole story. But some, a, a person, there's a person telling me the other day, that, uh, that he, he was telling me, and I heard that you were giving you were giving shirim in the in the, uh, in, in the you were learning about Nirmal Malach and Shul. So I said, yeah. He said, you know, I'm a, I'm an enical from Nirmal Malach. I said, boy, I said, I don't envy you. <laughs> so he was very surprised because you know usually you say you're an enical from Nirmal Malach. So you know he thought it was very odd. So I, I, this is a, this is a guy that you know we, listen we all need to work harder. This is a fellow that that's been drifting away for a while. So he said, "Yeah, you know, I'm from the Nirmal Melch." I said, "Boy, I don't envy you. <laughs> boy, I, and boy, am I glad I'm not a, I'm not an enemy from Nirmal Melch? I would I would hate to have to face up to that. You know, that's that's pretty scary. You got the Nirmal Melch. You know, he never thought of it that way. He just likes to go around telling people Nirmal Melch. You know, <laughs> I come from Nirmal Melch. Like he doesn't have to daven, holds up a card, Nirmal Melch. No learning, Nirmal Melch. You know, he's got a T-shirt, Nirmal Melch. I don't have to do anything. I'm an I'm an enigma from Nirmal Melach. Um, invitations, you know. Yeah, and the invitations. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so that's of you. You know, you you have holy blood. That's of you. That's a very big thing. You're an enigma from Nirmal Melach. I said, I said, you ever learn it? He said, I don't understand it. I said, you could. I said, you're you're. I, he said, you're a rich guy. You have money. You, you have a house. It's two blocks long. Why don't you why don't you why don't you hire some some elochiyid to sit down and teach you how to learn Nirmal Melech? What's the matter with you? You went to yeshiva. You can't learn Nirmal. Hey, Scott. I don't know what's going on over there. I said, what do you mean you know what's going on? I said, when was the last time you looked at it? He said, his grandfather. Used to. I said, your grandfather. I said, you yourself are a grandfather. What are you out of your mind? Why don't you hire a guy, get some elochiyid that can use the money. And, and 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 you should pay the guy a thousand dollars a day and sit and you can and, and, and learn you know Imam Malach. You can learn Imam Malach. What are you talking about? I don't understand what he's talking about. You know that. So, so, so what are you going around telling you? Imam Malach. What's going on? You have a shock. You have a shock to Imam Malach. The only shock is you have is that you're in big trouble because he's your Zayd. I said that. And that's why I said I don't envy you. I don't envy you. I said, my, I said, my, listen, I, we all come from holy people, but as far as you know, you have to go further back. So I don't know. My grandfather was a, was an elachiyid, but you know, he, he he was in textiles. He sold he sold clothing. He sold shmata someplace in Hungary. You come from the name of So that's pretty serious. 
A person, the, why? Why is it so serious? Because, because in this, in you, in you, just like in a shul, there's, there's more lakus that's waiting. In, in you, you have this, there's so much lakus that's waiting to be revealed. And you have, you have, that if you come from that, if you come from that person, I mean, that there's such a, you have a shaykhism, and so that you have responsibility. And if not, so you, so you could think, you could think till 120, okay, it's Bashay Valtas. So I didn't do it. It's not the Peshat that you didn't do it. You paid him in it. That's what that's what the Rebbe is saying here. Ukhaniskila El. What's the right time? This is not I don't know, it was like I forgot my talisman until I have to go give I have to end a few minutes early. But yeah, but I think they all sleep. I don't want to. I want to just scare anybody. That, so I have to run home again. <laughs> yeah. So uchaniskila el miapa ulamala ainy min vlay small. He says rak ish hu hamagala. He says rak ish hu hamagala. He says this guy. He says ish hu hamagala. That the that the that the that the person the person rak ish hu that it's up to each and every one of us. Vayishu amagal umin mekava heim nafshe ruchai shalayim of kefiyam or kedushos is baruch mezgala. That each person is a mekava, is a vehicle, is a means of what umin mekava heim nav. Your own nefesh ruch neshama is a vehicle, is a is a vehicle upon which Hashem's or rides into this world. But you have to have first a connection to your own nefesh ruch neshama. And that's how Hashem's Ukifiham Ork du Shosis Bachmas Gala. And that's how the that's how the, the that's how the, the Ork du Shos of Hashem is going to be Mizgala. Da is Elokeavicha Vavdehu. When it says in the Pasik, Da know the God of your fathers of your father and of Dehu serve him. So the Rebbe explains, Lobachakira and Naishis. When there says in Pasik Vavdehu or it says da. It's not talking about just some sort of intellectual thing that you, that you wrote a, a, a paper about God. It doesn't mean just in a shis. It says da But the Rebbe learns the pshat va'avdayu is going back on the da that the, that the pasuk is telling you that in order for you to really know Hashem, the only way is how va'avdayu. Normally, the way we learn that pasuk is da salakayavich is talking about the intellectual. Then va'avdeyu means na'vayda. But the, but the Rebbe is saying something different, I think. He's saying, das l'keavicha, that the das is what? Is a das that has to be rak ba'avayda tuchladaito. That even your das is not a das unless it's with avayda. What does it mean, das l'keavicha? So the Rebbe says, va'avdeyu is telling, what, is telling us about what kind of das we have to have. It has to be what? An avayda dike das. It has to be a va'avdeyu das. If it's tam, the way that you studied for your final, you know, a little bit, is that's not called das lekevicha. The avdeyu, it has to be a das that comes with avoider. Lo mechakir enoishis, rak ba avoider tuchel adaito. The avdeyu. Al avoider, aval avoider bekoyach, le beshimish bulvad. It has to be an avoider bekoyach. It has to, you have to put your koyches into it. Now we can understand a little bit more about the, the meaning of singing, of Shira. And more about davening. What, what the person should, that the Shira should be a song that's mamish real. And that the Tfila should be a Tfila that's an Emesdik Tfila. 
Chaviten v'kol sham nachis l'sare ruchet the kudsha b'usa the kahana v'shirosa the levayit slaysa the yisrael. The Zohar is talking about bringing <coughs> the menachis, bringing the offerings, the flower offerings in the in Beis Hamikdash. So it says over there, it's a, it's a whole stickle Zohar there. It says that that. That the that one that there has to be what it's to be ma'ayra that bringing bringing the the mincha to be ma'ayra the ruach the kudsha the ruach hakaidish to be ma'ayra ruach hakaidish loyris it says it right afterwards in, in Hebrew loyris ruach hakaidish beret sain haykahanim bereusa the kahana with the longing the rotsen of the kahanim utslaisa the yisrael. I'm sorry, Bishiras of the Levi and the Shiras of the Levium, the singing of the Levium, Utfilas Yisrael, and the davening of Yisrael. That's how carbon, that's what a carbon means. A carbon works with the rotsen of the Kahan, the Shi of the Levium, the Tfil of Yisrael. Mashm Shishlash Madragasain. It's Mashm the three Madragas. Harishani Ruach HaKaidish. The first level is called Ruach HaKaidish. That's the highest level. Ruach the Kudsha Berusa the Kahana, Ruach Hakaidish that's the that's the Rotsna of the Kahanam. Hashiri Hitsuritsu Mitsum Samis Umik Umuk Tenis Shiruha Kaidish. Then 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 we go to a, a lower level, which is called Shira, which is still a level of Ruach Kaidish. It's a it's a more constricted, smaller level of Ruach Kaidish. The highest level is the Kahanam. The Kahanam is called the Ratzna of the Kahanam, the Ruusa of the Kahanam is what? Is Ruach HaKadosh Mamish. Then a lower level of that, a revelation of Ruach HaKadosh, but still Ruach HaKadosh is what? Is Shira, is the song of the Levian. And Davening is, is also Ruach HaKadosh, but a more Metzumtzum, a more concealed, constricted level of of what? Of Shira. So it's close to the highest level of Ruach HaKadosh. Then Shira is a, is a, Shira is a symptom of what? Of Ruach HaKadosh. And then Davening is a symptom of, of Shira. Davening. We learned before that, that Shira is also a type of a vision that a Jew has. When what? When when the person has a spilus and excitement from a spark of what? Of the infinite light of Hashem, of that Kedusha that's revealed in a person's nefesh, and it comes out with him singing Shiras and Tishbachas, that we learned before. We learned that there's a chilek. The Nevi'im were able to have such an unbelievable level of his galus that it was that it was what shira chadasha. They had no visions of of elokus, and they had shira chadasha. They mamish saw right up close with their eyes. We only see from a distance. Therefore, we sing the songs that the Nevi'im sang. We sing Telem and we sing Sabah. But, but that's called Shir Chadashim. They could sing such Shirs because they were able to describe what the Nevi'im saw things. And they described in their Shirs what they saw. We can't do that. We could only what? We could, we could daven and sing songs about the Nevi'im saw. Like in the famous Maisad from the Tzaddikim. But we can't go to that place and say the words that the Balshant have said. But we can at least tell the story about the Balshant of going into the forest to that tree, right? We don't know anymore where the tree is. But, but and, and we don't know any more. We don't know any more the, the story of the Balsham. But we can tell the story about the Balsham because it's going to that, going to the forest and going to a tree, and, and bringing about a whole Yeshua, and, and that will bring the Yeshua for us too. Just telling the story. So there's already we can't do that. So our our vision is so small, and our slavus is very weak. 
We can't describe anything with new shiras. We can't describe anything. To be able to have the right words to describe the feelings of our souls. We don't know how to do that. We don't have the words for that. We don't know. We use old Nagunim. We use old words and old shiras. We don't have... We don't have the ability to do that. Rak shears nevienu on machlisum al bishem is nitzayt zakatan shabonu. We have, we rely upon the shears and the words of the nevim and of Dovra Melech and so on, and we put our sparks, our little sparks, into those words, into the shears of Halal, into the shears of the nevim and so on. Vayim gamani nitzayt zakatan is atomid erbanu. The truth is, is even that little spark always awake inside of us? Even that little spark is that always awake inside of us? Times that we would like, we would like to reveal inside of us that nishmas Yisrael, and, and we and we can't. We're not able to. We're not able to. Wouldn't we like to? And we're not able to. And he feels as if he's lying in a dark in a dark pit without any light and without any heart. So how does one, what could one do to be more to have a bigger service? So we're, we're going to continue with some next week. But the Rebbe was saying, what we learned already here, and he's going to continue with this, is that when a person throws himself, even the Yigiyas HaGuf, like that, that to put yourself into something with all the Kachas of Yaguf, it's more than if it's the Ruach and the Neshama that a person should be able to have his, his this is Galus. We'll continue with some next week.